Let's start by defining narcissism and explore the different signs that you're dealing with a narcissist. Narcissists often exhibit an inflated sense of importance, a lack of empathy, and a constant need for admiration. They can be charming at first, and oh my gosh, do I remember that? But their behaviors can lead to emotional and psychological manipulation, as well as they demean and control others to boosting their ego, leaving the victims feeling lost and broken. And another side note, they are very jealous. They don't want you to succeed. If they see you succeeding in something in life, they are very jealous. They will try to, again, manipulate you to believe that something's wrong with you or, you know, you shouldn't have what you're having to success or won't even support you in your dreams. Now let's talk about a few signs that you are dealing with a narcissist. Once one is that they constantly seek attention. They belittle others, they belittle you. They have a lack of accountability and a tendency to manipulate situations to their advantage. And gaslighting is another tactic that is commonly used to make victims doubt their perception of reality. And just for a moment, let me touch on gaslighting. Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person seeks to make another person doubt their own perceptions, memories, and reality. The term originates from a play and a movie called Gaslight. And I highly recommend that you watch Gaslight. It's an older movie, it's in black and white. And right now, if you have Amazon Prime, it is free on Amazon Prime with your subscription. And it is about a husband who manipulates his wife into believing that she's going insane by changing different things in their home. And then when she asks him about it, he denies any of those changes have occurred. Now, when we think of relationships with, and gaslighting, the person who is gaslighting is known as a gaslighter who intentionally or could intentionally twist facts, deny events that happen, or even outright lie, and I've experienced that, to make the victim question their own sanity or judgment. Over time, this can lead to the victim feeling confused, doubting their own reality, and becoming increasingly dependent on the gaslighter's version of events. And it is very harmful and emotionally abusive behavior that can have serious impacts on your self-esteem and mental well-being, as well as your health. So you say, hey, Dr. Sher, why are you talking about this? Well, I'm talking about this because I didn't realize that majority of my life, I've dealt with a lot of narcissists. It could be family members, it could be friends, it can even be in the workplace. But when I came across the movie Gaslight and I watched it, I was so drawn into it because it connected and made a connection with me that I, wow, I was like, wait a minute, this is me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm noticing the behaviors and, and I'm just like, wow. So this movie helped me on 
the journey to healing from narcissistic abuse. And again, I highly recommend that you watch it and I hope that it does the same for you as well. Now, I wanna share with you a true story, but we'll be right back. to share with you a true story and you can find this story in 1 Samuel chapter 16 to 1 Samuel chapter 26 and this section introduces to us David he was chosen by God to be the future king of Israel but Saul the current king became very jealous of David's popularity and success King Saul and his jealousy of David is a prime example of narcissism. Saul's envy led him to seek David's downfall, illustrating how narcissistic behaviors can harm both the victim and the perpetrator. Now, you can say, okay, you've shared all of this information, you've told me the signs of a narcissist. Okay, so I realize I'm dealing with a narcissist. Dr. Cheryl, what do I do next? Well, I wanna talk to you about your healing journey. Number one, you need to acknowledge the abuse. Recognize that you are in an abusive situation and that it's not your fault because definitely narcissists will try to tell you that everything that is going on in their life that is not good, problems that arise, they will turn it around and say that you are the one that caused it. And again, that's that manipulation. You starting to believe that that's true and it actually isn't. So again, acknowledge the abuse. Number two, you know, I would say establish boundaries, but I'm not here to tell you what to do as far as staying in a relationship, staying at a job, or dealing with family members who are narcissists. What I encourage you to do, once you recognize that, and before you make a decision, set boundaries to protect yourself from any further abuse. Number three is seek support. And sometimes, you know, I'm going to say you can reach out to your family, friends, or even a therapist, but there are times you're not going to even want to share with family or friends that you are in a narcissistic relationship or dealing with a family member who could be a mother or father or even dealing with a boss because it's that aspect of you feeling shame or guilt for saying, believing or saying to yourself, how could I be? you know, naive to be drawn into this. And that makes me feel like I'm not smart because I felt that way. I was like, wait a minute. I feel stupid for letting this happen and didn't even realize it, it was happening, but it was just the way I started to feel and how that person and the people that I dealt with made me feel even being in their presence. And what I want to touch upon is an amazing resource that I highly recommend for you. Go to YouTube, look up NARC, N-A-R-C, Free Living, 
Shannon Savoy is the CEO and founder of Nerd Free Living. You can find it on all other social media platforms, but what I like about her YouTube channel is that you can go back and see all of the videos that she has done and the lives that she has done talking about narcissists. She shares her story, she shares healing, she really goes in depth with scripture and the spirit behind narcissism and just touching upon demonic spirits, which is so, it's so amazing because it opens up your eyes, it opens up your mind, it opens you up to understanding on a deeper level what has happened or what is happening to you. So I highly recommend you check her out. Self-care is so important. As you're going through this healing journey, prioritize your well-being. Do things that make you feel good and also enjoy times of relaxation. Number five, reconnect with yourself. Rediscover your interests, your dreams, your passions, your strength that the narcissist has taken away from you and has instilled something else, which I call a lie or toxicity. Number six, I suggest and highly recommend that you learn a lot about narcissism, educate yourself, recognize the behaviors that you have been through so that can help you on the path to healing and making sure that you don't get drawn in to any other narcissistic abusive relationships. Number seven, I need you to reframe your thoughts. Challenge the negative beliefs that the narcissist may have instilled in you. And this is a very challenging step for me. It was very challenging because when you're in an abusive relationship for so long, by your reality becoming distorted, you start to believe that what they say about you is true and you walk in that. So it's like you coming out of a shell to really blossoming into the person that God has created you to be. And number eight, forgive. Forgive yourself, forgive the narcissist, but in forgiving yourself, have grace. Just don't blame yourself and say, oh my gosh, I was so you know naive. I would say to myself, I'm so stupid. How could I do this? Oh my gosh, all of this time I've wasted. What do I do? I don't know, you know, how to move forward. And even um, I dealt with like the anger. I was angry at myself. I was angry at the narcissistic people, but I had to let go and forgive because if not, I would still be bound by their, their, um, how do I say it? I would still be bound and connected to like a soul tie with them from based upon all of what I endured being a part of these different relationships. And we'll be right back. Thanks for coming right back with me and just want to leave you with this last tidbit of um, information. Even when Saul went after David and mistreated him, sought after him, sought to kill him, David dealt with that with wisdom and humility and got through it 
with God's help. And God put people in David's life, especially Jonathan, which was Saul's son. Jonathan helped David escape narcissism, escape Saul coming after him, even though unfortunately Jonathan did lose his life. But remember that God provides a ram in the bush for you, that when you are ready to get out of narcissistic, abusive relationships, God will always provide a way of escape when you're ready. I want you to give yourself grace, forgive yourself, forgive them, get so saturated in the word of God and prayer and asking God to help heal you because he does heal the brokenhearted and he does bind up their wounds and he does help the ones who are crushed in spirit. You have to stand upon God's word. Know that he is here for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You are the apple of his eye. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Remember that. Nobody defines your worth at all. And that's a wrap. Healing from narcissistic abuse is a journey that requires self-compassion and resilience. By reclaiming your life and rising above the pain, you can reignite your spirit and find strength you never knew you had. Remember Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I thank you for tuning in to Reignite, Reclaim, Rise. Join us next time as we explore more topics on personal growth and empowerment. Until then, remember to embrace, embrace, embrace your journey to healing.